Bombs are flying. People are dying. Children are crying. Politicians are lying, too. Cancer is killing. Texaco's spilling. The whole world's gone to hell, but how are you? <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes from this week's movie musical, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Yes, folks, we are breaching the animated movie musical this week on the Movie Musical Shakedown, and I can't think of a better movie to do it than South Park. Why start with Disney when we have South Park? Let's get it going. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? This is it! Five, six, seven, eight. See what we can do with it. You're gonna make me believe that you belong on that stage. Dancing on that show is my dream. Tommy, can you hear me? Oh man, this one brings me back. I have to tell you folks, when I was growing up and uh, was a, a young man going into, uh, you know, senior year of high school, uh, my friends and I, we went to go see South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and it was one of the funniest experiences I've had in a movie theater ever. I mean, laughing from start to finish, barely getting a breath, sides hurting, crying, laughing so hard. That was South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Cut for me and my friends. And we were eventually going to do this movie, but I thought, you know, what better way to kick off the uh, animated movie musical topic and really kind of, you know, you know, uncork that bottle, so to speak, because, you know, we're obviously going to do a lot of Disney films and things like that. But I figured I'd start with South Park because it is truly, if we think about what movie musicals are supposed to be, it is truly one of the best movie musicals of my generation, quite possibly of definitely of the past 25 years. I think we did a, a, a ranking once of the top animated movie musicals over the past like 40 years and i think i ranked this like fourth third or fourth it was up there high and if you haven't seen south park bigger longer and uncut i i definitely encourage you to watch it for any south park fan it is a perfect movie it is like the 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 the, the jokes the dialogue i mean everything is exactly what you would want if you're a South Park fan. And I won't lie, it is definitely not for everybody. I mean, there are going to be people that see this movie that are horrified by it, that are offended by it. Um, you know, it's, it's I think, a definite sign that comedy is cyclical in a way where what they were doing was shocking in 1999 and then it wasn't maybe perhaps so shocking by 2008 you know, and nine. But now that, you know, or in 2019, I think we've cycled back. We've circled back and now South Park humor, early South Park humor, uh, is pretty shocking and offensive to, I'm sure, a lot of people. Some quick facts about this movie. Came out June 30th, 1999, literally uh, 11 days after my 18th birthday, which is why I pretty much got to see this movie. Um, came out with a budget of $21 million. So, you know, pretty expensive for an animated film. But instant success. Uh, it was, you know, universally praised. It, it actually has an 81% Rotten Tomato uh, rating. And the film opened Independence Day over the four-day Independence Day weekend. Grossed $14 million. And ended up uh, with a total haul of just over... 83 million and it was actually the highest rated excuse me highest grossing r-rated animated film 
until it was surpassed by Seth Rogen's Sausage Party in 2016, which grossed $140 million. And what was hilarious about this is, you know, this is a wildly offensive, you know, crude comedy, but it was adored by critics. Um, you know, Rita Kempley of the Washington Post called the film outrageously profane and wildly funny and also making a target of the MPAA. The New York Times praised the film as well, uh, calling it self-justifying moral about mass entertainment. And uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it an A- minus. Of all things. So this movie was definitely love. I mean, Roger Ebert didn't like it, but that's, you know, Roger Ebert for you. And, you know, it was not without its controversy. I mean, it was ranked or rated as an NC-17 film up really up to the last minute. And then they were able to get it back down to uh, rated R thanks to the negotiating powers, quote unquote, of Scott Rudin. They were able to get it back down to R. But... Uh, incredibly, incredibly offensive film, and a lot, of, a lot of controversy too, because a lot of kids were trying to get in to see this movie, and uh, they were actually buying tickets to go see Will Smith's Disaster Wild Wild West, and then sneaking in to go see uh, South Park. So who knows what box office success Wild Wild West can claim, uh, you know? But actually, you know, those those kids are going to go see South Park afterwards. So really interesting. Uh, kind of history in terms of getting this movie out but again i think the, the for those of you who are fans of the the movie musical formula and tropes you know they nail them in this movie and that's why you know years later when it was announced that they were doing book of mormon i i was not surprised at all and you know if you've been a fan of south park if you saw this movie you know that oh my gosh broadway musical by the creators of south park yes and uh, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. So I've got a great guest with me this week. Got my good friend Ken Jones, who's our chief film critic here at Onstage Blog. We have a, a separate site called On Screen. If anybody's ever seen it, you just go to the, the menu and hit the drop-down menu. You can see all the uh, movie reviews that Ken's been doing. You know, really almost for the past three years, I think now. So crazy. And uh, he's not a big movie musical guy. So, but I, when I mentioned South Park, he was like, "Oh heck yes," because we're both South Park fans. So that was like a no-brainer on our part. So we got some pretty interesting perspective to talk about some some things that are dated about this film because it was, you know, we're going on twenty years now. By the way, I mean this, you know, this coming June will be twenty years since this movie came out. So definitely some stuff that's dated, but also, you know. The music is so good, and we're going to be talking about that in in this podcast as well. Got some awards to give out at the end, so it's a good one. It's a good one. So sit back, relax. If you haven't seen South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, maybe watch it. You know before you continue on with this podcast. But I think you're going to enjoy it. And for those of you who who know this movie like the back of your hand, I think you're going to enjoy this podcast as well. So when we come back, Mr. Ken Jones will be joining me. But of course, but first. The trailer. Once upon a time, a man drew a little mouse. And his animated vision enchanted children of all ages. This summer, that man will be spinning in his grave. Paramount Pictures and Warner Brothers present <laughs> South Park. This is going to be the best movie ever. Yay! Invading. Eric, did you just say the F word? Did he say the S word? Young man, did you just say the Q word? <laughs> we have to get you children off of foul language. Your theater. The machinery of the V-chip emits a small shock of electricity whenever an obscenity is uttered. <gasps> You're late, Cartman. I had to ride my back here. My behind is killing me. You're behind? I have to stay behind because I get shocked if I say... <laughs> Kyle Broslovsky. This is sweet. Stan Marsh. Where do they come up with this stuff? Eric Cartman. <laughs> that movie has robbed my fragile little man. Kenny McCormick. <laughs> Chef. Have you ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I don't listen to hip-hop. Satan. Sex the only thing that matters to you. Yeah! I love you. And Big Gay Al. You big fillies. <laughs> On June 30th. Throw the switch, Mr. Garrison. Hey, I'm supposed to be anonymous. It's not just another day in the park. Son, we accidentally replaced your heart with a baked potato. You have about three seconds to live. Whoop. 
South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Tell them we'll have punch and pie. We're not gonna have punch and pie. My bill will come if they think we have punch and pie. Ooh. We've got to see this movie, dude. And we're back, and I am now joined by my good friend and chief film critic of Onstage Blog's On Screen page, Mr. Ken Jones. Welcome, 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 sir. Hi, great to be here. A little, I'm uh, a little nervous, stepping out of my uh, comfort zone here. Well, I, I figured it would be an easy like step for you. It would be you know, yeah, baby steps. I'm not asking you to do you know a chorus line here. It's it's right. you know, it's South Park. So what's a chorus line? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm exactly. Just kidding. I'm just exactly. Kidding. That's and that's why I'm not asking you to do chorus line. But kind of kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I obviously asked you to do this one with us because you're. I know you're a huge fan of South Park, like myself. Oh yeah. Uh, we were roughly the same age when this movie came out. We're still so, roughly the same age. Still roughly the same age. <laughs> um, but when this movie came out, we were kind of in the same you know period in our lives. There, you know the, that that high school going into college phase where all that humor is, you know, really, really hilarious at the time. Yes. And, um, yeah, and I, I know that if I had posed you the question of, hey, I want to do a movie musical podcast with you, and you're like, nah, and then I say, well, it's South Park, then <laughs> it gets you automatically, oh, well, that, well oh, then, oh. all right. So let me ask you, let me start off by asking you this. Where were you when you first saw this movie come out? I was in the movie theater when I saw it. Yeah, because this I was can't... the summer of 1999, so June yeah. 30th, yeah. Yeah, uh, for some reason, I have August in my head as having seen it. Oh wow! Uh, so you waited. But but the thing is, like, I, I can't imagine thinking back on it that I would have waited over a month to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I saw it with. Uh, I think I saw it with my friends Brent and Chrissy. Uh, oh, we, wow. we we were all uh, seniors and we just graduated high school, and we were killing time during the summer before we all left for college, and we went and saw this movie. It's a good way to end the summer or yeah. spend your time during the summer. Yeah. No, I was in the same boat, but I was going into my senior year of high school. Yeah. And um, I just remember going to the movies. Uh, I, I believe we saw it the opening weekend it came out. Definitely was a day show. I remember being – it wasn't an evening time. I remember be, being like during the day. So the theater wasn't that crowded. Mm. But I have to tell you, like – when I saw this movie, I, I, and at the time I wasn't a huge, huge fan of, of South Park. I mean, this came out what after season two, three of South Park? It was. I think it was like after season. I want to say season three, but yeah. So this was early in its don't run. Don't me on that one. And I really only had discovered South Park maybe that earlier that year to begin with. So I wasn't really deep into their you know anthology yet. But man, within the first fifteen minutes of that movie, <laughs> I was crying. Of course. I was crying, laughing so hard. And that I can count on literally one hand how many times that's happened to me in a movie theater where I'm crying, laughing so hard. How about what, what was the reaction like for you and your friends when you saw it? Oh, I, I want to say one of my friends was mortified. And <laughs> just uh, mortified, but, like but... <laughs> mouth agape and just like, I can't believe what I'm saying. But, but at least two of us were cracking up uh, hysterically. <laughs> Nice. I, I I I loved it. I I could not contain my laughter. I was just like you. I was I was crying, laughing through the whole thing. And you know what's funny is that at I the inappropriateness really, of most at the of... inappropriateness and just shock and just I can't believe what I'm watching. And yeah. you know what was funny for me was that I I honestly have only probably seen this movie a handful of times since my initial viewing. Like. I know I've watched it on cable a couple of times when it's on. Yeah, it's been it's been on. It was. It, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have it on Comedy Central. Yeah. Like after midnight, and mm-hmm. they would show it unedited. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, you can do that after midnight, I guess. I guess so, when you're on um, cable. And then it, it had a nice run on um, HBO's streaming app. Oh, actually, mm. like last year, I remember seeing it on there. Uh, but I I I re- just rewatched it the other day. I know you just rewatched it the I other did. day. How did you feel about it now? Had, had your feelings changed at all? Did you get more jokes? I mean, what was your reaction now as opposed to then? It's not that I got less jokes. It, I, 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 it's, I find it as funny now as I did then. Um, mm. For me, it's more of just a marker. Looking back on it, they're in like, what, season 22 now? Yeah. Uh, just, just seeing it from 2019 now, 20 years later, like how the show has evolved mm-hmm. from this point. Uh, so, so I was, I was noticing 
you know, Butters in the background or some of the other characters that have that have become more prominent in subsequent seasons when they they barely had any speaking like roles, so to speak, right. in this movie. And vice versa too, where we see characters that we really don't even hear about anymore. Right. In the in the in the show. So yeah, no, it's it's well, I mean, obviously, you know, Isaac Hayes is big a big, you know, right. the chef character is a big yeah. one. Definitely don't see Big Gay Al as much uh, nope. <laughs> anymore. Uh, especially in 2019. Saddam. Saddam. I mean, that's that's the one thing is like kids today, like they a lot of them probably don't even know who Saddam Hussein is. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of I, I mean, I work with a lot of, you know, my in my role is also like college admissions. I work with a lot of incoming uh, college freshmen and a lot of them were born in 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like and I remember exactly. I mean, it's, it's weird when I can actually remember exactly what I was doing on the day that they were born. So mm. like because like, a couple of them were, were born on my college graduation date. So it's crazy. But again, those people have no idea who Saddam Hussein is because, you know, obviously that that is gone. Right. Also, I think what's kind of cool, too, is that you see when it comes to like the uh, other other you know, artists that were on the soundtrack for this movie, it's very of that moment as well. I mean, for instance, like Kid Rock is on that soundtrack, and Kid Rock is—I did not notice this. Right, like the Violent Femmes are on that soundtrack. Oh, uh, oh, you're talking about, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like the actual extended soundtrack, like Trick Daddy, right. who was huge at the end of the '90s, and you know now it was like Trick Trick who? Um, so it's interesting, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I totally see your point about how it be, really being a, a stamp, um, you know, in that time. You, and for you me, know who yeah. it really, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know no, who yeah, it really made me miss? Who? Mr. Garrison. Yeah, again, that's another character that we don't get a lot of anymore. No, because they they went the whole uh, Donald Trump route with him in like season twenty or whatever yeah. it was, and and he's just kind of been off the show. I think he'll be back though. I think it's one of those like eventually, it, eventually. Um, and maybe also, I mean, I mean, up until this season, we only got maybe a handful of Satan episodes too. Like you don't right. like. Ever since this movie came out, you figure, okay, this movie, he's a huge part in this movie. And you you think maybe he's going to have like a bigger role in the show they, going they forward. They did and bring Satan back this season. This season. And then like his, <laughs> his that super sweet 16 episode yeah. party is one of the funniest episodes <laughs> of the entire series. So it's like, yeah, I think they, they kind of, maybe he's like the relief, like the closer, so to speak. Like the gotcha. the ringer, you know, you bring him in and... Yeah. You know, what I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to realize I've probably forgotten more South Park than I care to. <laughs> oh, it's a good, it's a great show to binge watch. Like acknowledge because there's 22 seasons and however many episodes, and it's just like it, it's like it's it's right up there with The Simpsons. It really regard. is. It's like but, there's so many better. episodes, but it and, hasn't and fallen off to... like The Simpsons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, two seasons ago is one of the best seasons of television. Period. Um, yeah. I'll put I'll put that season up against any tv show ever but you know getting back to the movie i mean so i mean for me as a you know 36 year old guy now and the fact that this movie is turning 20 years old by the way this summer some 20th anniversary uh definitely like man like this um it just it yeah it it was still just as funny i found myself still laughing out loud quite a bit and And, uh yeah and there's there's you, you appreciate the the brilliance of the the uh, script and mm-hmm. what they're doing with the movie because they're challenging the MPAA. Yeah, with with everything that they're doing. I mean, the second song right off the bat, you know, <laughs> yes. Uncle Effer. I mean, that's like. Yeah. But, I just I mean, everything yeah. is about like no, you can't see this. You can't see the Terrence and Philip movie. It's rated R. You can't see it because it has foul language in it. Yep, yep. You know what I was thinking was funny is that this movie, in terms of its its you know jokes and humor. It is really a proof that comedy is cyclical in a way where the, I mean, South Park was a huge reason why we kind of saw this like movement of more, I would say controversial and obscene humor. And it became more of a mainstream. And like, by the time we got to like the hangover and things like that, like, and mm. there, you know, there's something about Mary, Oh, there's something about Mary was before this, but, before this, um, yeah. but like the hangover and, and, you know, a lot of the old school type of movies where crude humor was kind of like, you know, the thing and now being in 2019 where we're kind of in this hyper pc area um this right. movie is now has now become just as shocking as it was back then well, so it's like it if you showed this movie lost, now it's still be yeah. more controversial yeah it, it hasn't lost an ounce of potency 
Not at all. And and part of that is because of Trey Parker and, and Matt Stone. Like they they've never been afraid to to push the envelope. They 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 make fun of everyone and everything, mm-hmm. even themselves. Yep. Yep. Um, like I mean, watching this movie, it's it, it made me. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not a uh, revelation, but I mean, Terrence and Philip are are basically their <laughs> their interpretation of what they're doing, right? As as creators of South Park, you ridiculous, know? ridiculous. That's... I love <laughs> how, it. how how the parents and stuff in in South Park see Terrence and Philip is how a lot of parents see South Park, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or did at the time. All right. So moving on, folks, we all know that there are some times when we're watching a movie, especially in movie musicals sometimes, where you just, you know, there's a scene that just gives you the chills. You know, it's just like, man, that's so good, or man, that's hilarious, or, you know, whatever it may be, it gives you just the chills. So I call these, of course, chill scenes. So Kenny, Ken, <laughs> my man. Yeah. Any chill scenes for you in this movie? I mean, I don't have like chill scenes watching this because it's, it's, more of a comedy and comedy doesn't really like give me chills mm-hmm. per se but i mean i always love uh cartman singing kyle's mom yep yep that that whole thing is <laughs> and the wind-up to it is phenomenal yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh cartman getting the v-chip put in his head <laughs> yep. it's just hilarious uh <laughs> Uh, and the first time the kids see the Terrence and Philip movie, when they go into the theater and everybody else slowly walks out, and they're just kind of like mesmerized, like that. It's not like a chill scene, but it, it, like I could find that very relatable. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like we all kind of have that movie when we're kids, where mm-hmm. things just kind of click for us, uh, and it's even though we don't completely like understand it, and it's made for people that are older than we are at the time. Like mm-hmm. I remember, um, there barely analogous but when i saw ghostbusters when i was a little kid um <laughs> the line we came we saw we kicked its ass yep slayed me <laughs> and i paused the movie ran out to the dining room where my parents were <laughs> as a six-year-old and told them i just heard the funniest line ever <laughs> and re- recited that back to them and my father just calmly said Kenny, we don't say that kind of language in this house. I was like, oh, okay. I just ran back into the living room and started walking again. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was very, I, I just seeing that, I could I could relate. I got to tell you, like, for me, yeah, in, in where it doesn't have the chill scenes, but, like, definitely, like, my favorite moments where, like, when it comes, I'm just, like, in stitches. Um, definitely anything that has to do with the mole character, I'm, like... Yep. Zimon is grounded. The mole's grounded. Careful was my mother. Careful when she stabbed me in the heart with a clothes hanger. Oh like, I, there were moments where I'm like, oh my so god. Dark. And I just uh, that character has just always <laughs> stay with me. Um, definitely the Winona Ryder thing. Um, <laughs> for the soldiers. It's, it's such a it's such a dumb payoff, but it's so, it's so good. I hit them all. Um, and um, I didn't miss one. You didn't miss one. And then like. Big a big Al still kills me, and that song, you know, he's like bombs are flying, people are dying. It's like, I, I I'm just I'm dead, I'm slayed. Uh, yeah. that entire scene. So yeah, no, those are those are definitely like the high moments for me. I mean, honestly, like I could probably just rattle off like forty minutes of this movie as being oh, yeah. like chill scenes. Like it's just, the, yeah. Another one for me is uh, <laughs> when they're looking up on the computer, uh, and they they start searching for um. I don't know, whatever it is, but they end up seeing a German Scheiser video. Yes. They're like, is it Carvin's mom? <laughs> is it, it is Carvin's mom. mom. It is Carvin's mom. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, just it just things left and right. And this movie, it, it really, like, I just remember as a kid watching this, it doesn't give you a break. No. There's it just They keep just killing you and killing you. Um, I just remember my sides hurting mm-hmm. so much in this movie. And, um, yeah, no, crazy. And also, like, really great cameos, too, in this film. Yeah. I mean, you got George Clooney George delivering, Clooney. you know, um, mini drivers I, in it playing. Yeah. Brooke I didn't Shields, realize like, that she was br- the voice of Brooke Shields in this until no idea. Uh, like today, basically had no idea that Mike judged was Kenny's voice at the end. Yeah. 
Like that was crazy. I was Brent, like, Brent oh my god. Steiner from uh, Data from uh, South uh, from Star Trek. Star Trek. Yep. Was yep. was Conan O'Brien. And, and Eric Idle's in this movie. Eric Idle. So there you go. Um, and then of course like the the general speech to you know uh, <laughs> God. Operation Get Behind the Darkies. Operation Get Behind the Darkies. Oh God! And my, I we saw it with my friend Larry, who's who's black, and he just thought that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. So he was dying too. So Operation Human Shield, my ass. (laughs) I love it. Love that. And and yeah, just seeing that stuff today. Oh, forget it. (laughs) Forget it. All right. So we all know that sometimes these movies leave things open ended. And sometimes they don't necessarily, um, you know, bring things to a closure. So there are some lingering questions that sometimes are are there after you watch the movie. Moose or Kenny, Ken, I'm going to call you three different Just names. Call me, call me Kenny in honor of um, Oh, Kenny yeah, that's a good point. Oh, Kenny, Kenny. Kenny, uh, any lingering questions about this movie? The, the only question I, I had, and I had to think about this to come up with a question because I was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. The the only question I had was, how did Mister Hat get back to Mister Garrison after the movie, because Satan takes him back to hell with him? Oh, that's that is a good question. Does he make? Do, yeah. do you think he just made a new one, or I don't know. That's Does another character that I miss. I'm just like completely forgetting it. Or wow, that's a that's a great question. I I honestly, wow, um, that's it. The whole South Park universe is is a shame it's yeah it's not uh there's no continuity continuity is over well you know what's funny is that like this movie also like what they were smart about was this movie still kind of falls within the canon of the oh yeah the show so a lot of things that were kind of like mysteries were later kind of answered in the you know future seasons so and i may be mistaken but didn't they bring back saddam hussein in the show Yes, they did. He, and he they explained it by saying, like, because he died, he went back to hell. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's... It's just all kinds of brilliant. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of unanswerable questions. Um, no, I, I, I really couldn't think of any. Um, but that was just the, the one that I, I jokingly thought of was, how did Mr. Hat get back to, to Mr. Garrick? That's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Folks, as we know, with any movie musical, you need to have four categories that are just firing on all cylinders for it to be a truly spectacular movie musical. And that, of course, is the singing, the dancing, the acting, and, of course, design, because the movie's got to look good. So what we like to do here is take each one of these categories and rank it one to ten, one being, of course, the worst and ten being the best. So let's just go down this one by one. Let's start with acting. Or excuse me, singing. Singing. Kenny, what did you rate this movie – and this is tough. This is a tough thing this to do is, because this is tough. You know, because uh, obviously we're going to base it off the characters because only about maybe six or seven people are doing the voices of right. all these characters singing. So let's just let's just base it on the characters that they're playing rather than like saying Trey Parker or Matt Stone is the better singer. So okay. for the singing, how would you rate this movie one to ten? I I'm going to give it like a six or a seven, I guess. Like nice. not Why having well. It's because I have one very little uh, frame of reference for other musicals. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but also because uh, I think they do a good job with the material. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and I, I honestly I don't have much to go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm That's sorry. a good answer. That's okay. Uh, we just what did you have it? you. I, I'm going to give it an eight. Actually. Oh. Okay. And, okay. So I, I maybe sold it too low. Maybe maybe it went a little too low here, but you know the reason I say eight is that it wasn't necessarily the quality of voice because they're they're all doing their characters' voices, but for me it was the way that they were singing how how like on the nose it was for musical theater tropes. So there's definitely like not being as immersed in musical theater right tropes as you are. I can definitely note like. That they're definitely referencing certain things. Yeah, like you know, and Mountain Town songs. The opening number is a classic. Like that is an opening number of a musical, like to a T. Right. And I remember, you know, we I remember that too when I was in the movie theater, seeing the and I was like, wait, they're going musical with this? Yeah, like t- and being completely up. confounded, and then slowly recognizing the brilliance of it. 
like straight up out of a book. Like they're they're going by the Disney playbook for yeah. opening number, and it was brilliant. And then oh, Blink. Sorry, go I was ahead. gonna say uh, up there is another song that's yeah, it's basically I mean, a ripoff of uh, from the Little Mermaid. Yes, yes, yeah. and I mean that whole loud resistance um, medley. <laughs> is a classic like act one finale like that is mm. the way they do a medley with all these reprises going on at the same time yeah. um i mean if you've ever listened to their the book of mormon that they did much later it's almost the exact same thing they do the exact same thing in that in that musical and it closes act one because it's just that is a standard um you know close of a, a climax of act one so there's there's just they're doing so many good tropes in this and just nailing it left and right. And it's not, it doesn't surprise me because Trey Parker was in a theater. He was like a musical student when he was in school in Colorado. Right. And that, you know, for anybody who saw Hannibal, the musical, which I was going to say, they, they, yeah. Cannibal, the musical, right? Cannibal, excuse me, Cannibal, the musical. And then um, they did the soundtrack for orgasmo, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> all the songs. I mean, up until a certain point, they did basically all the composition for all these South park songs that we know and love. And then with this one, they, they bring on Mark Scheiman, who would later do Hairspray, among other things. And it's just like the perfect unison. So then you mm. really are getting the, the whole thing. And that's why when they did, when the news came out that they were going to do Book of Mormon, and all my theater friends were so surprised that like, you know, South, wait, the guys from South Park are going to do a, a musical. I was like, anyone have you that's, not yeah. seen you know, South Any, Park? Anyone that saw this movie would know that, uh, no, would know what to expect. Right, with the Book of Mormon. When it was and you announced. and you pair that with the guy that did Avenue Q, and it's like I'm I'm done. Right. Like it's I'm I'm there. You take all my money. So, right. um, yeah. So that's that's why I gave it an eight. So, Moose, Kenny, mm. Ken, man, I've gone. I have gone. What almost fifteen, sixteen years calling you Moose, and yeah. it's just out of habit, folks. It's, it's fine. It's it's okay. a college nickname. It uh, yeah. And then this is what we sticks. do. New, yeah. it's it's new england nicknames this is what we do folks sully right, yeah. anyway um dancing there is choreo choreography in this movie believe yes. it or not uh, we, we we do have to <laughs> i mean we're grading how well do cartoon characters <laughs> we're, we're especially south cartoon Park. characters that are basically made out of like glorified construction paper at the time and, and exactly and not <laughs> like they're not exactly doing intricate moves here based on right. south park animation but let's grade it anyway one to ten dancing you know what i, I i'm grading on a curve here mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a seven mm. because like we said they're they're it's very hard to to make this animation uh like work yeah with especially dance numbers and and everything I think you see the most, um, the most dance numberish uh, aspects of the movie come out in uh, Mr. Mackey's song. Okay, yep, that's definitely one. Yep. And then with um, there's the big theatrical production with I'm Super, yep. with with a yep. big gay Al. Yep. And I just remember with the thing that stood out for me watching Mackey. Is the jumping up on the chairs and then chairs and the tables? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, like, it had almost like a floor. like a country swing dance type of choreography. Right. There. Yeah. Sure. I'll, I I defer to you on on. Okay. <laughs> yes. So so if I said so like it was inspired by Fosse, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. So there. No, I I know I know the name. Okay. There you go. I'm not I'm not a true uh, Bulgarian. <laughs> well yeah no it, it you, i think I, and you're right you know what i gave it a seven as well because i could see what they're you know obviously the technological technological limits at the time of what they could do back then i mean obviously if they did that now with the the, the computer programming that they're using to animate mm -hmm. that show they could probably do a lot more and they have actually with a lot of the musical numbers right. that they've done recently but you know i could see what they were trying to do and and you know with la resistance resistance trying to be like a very classic les miserables type yeah. of thing i i completely forgot about the choreography in in um mk and uh you're you're absolutely right i mean you they definitely try again trying to hit all those those tropes and they're doing it you know very very well so yeah, yeah that's why i gave it a, them, yeah. that's why i gave it a, a seven and not for nothing but the fact that they had someone think about choreography for these numbers with animated characters i mean you really don't see that a lot in animated films even disney no. films you don't see a lot of choreography so yeah. um there was it's actually elaborate. thought yeah, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit my I'm gonna give it a ten for that. 
Honestly, it's, it's elaborate, but it's with crude uh, tools, animation? so to speak. Yeah, but yeah. just the fact that we have a choreographed numbers with crowds in this yeah. movie is like, again, Disney's not doing that very much. much they, so. they even choreographed the, uh, like you said, the, the Les Miserables, uh, La Resistance. Yeah. Where like you have all the, there's like four um, four choruses, basically, like singing. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I using the right terminology? Four. There's like four choruses, like singing. uh Groupings, you mean? Or, groupings, yeah, groups, sing, yeah. sing their own, sing their own parts here. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, acting, how would you feel about this acting? One to ten. Oh, voice acting is a ten. I'll give 10. it a ten. Always, yeah, always. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's phenomenal work. Trey Parker and Matt Stone are just geniuses uh, yeah. when it comes to voiceover acting, and you know now they 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 only did one behind the scenes video where we, you got to actually see them record mm. and like these guys can't keep a straight face. They like do one <laughs> sentence and they break out laughing. So like, I can't even imagine how long it took to record this movie, but yeah. um, no, I mean the fact that they're basically in every single song and every single line of dialogue is said by yeah. these guys. Uh, an and they're doing so many of the characters, like probably what, like 80, 85%, 90% I, I of all the main characters. Count. Are, I can't even count. It's ridiculous. Are Parker and Stone. Yeah. All right. Last last question. Design. I know it's a little hard because it's an animated film, but how did you Design. feel about the look of this film? Design. Design. Well, I don't know how to... I'd probably give it a six. Yeah. Just because the the the, the low quality, so to speak, relatively speaking, uh, mm-hmm. tools that they're working with. Uh, you can kind of see though they they they're using some special effects with the movie too. Yeah, especially when Cartman goes nuts at the end. Like yes, yeah. And then when when like when Kenny first arrives in hell. Um, yeah, that whole there, number. There's definitely like a like a late '90s CGI that is noticeably dated, <laughs> even in an animated movie. To some it. of that stuff. By the way, that song was sang by the lead singer of Metallica, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, we'll, we'll get to that later We'll on. get to that. Oh, we'll get to oh, <laughs> that. There you go. Um, yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, you know, South Park has always been known as kind of a crude yeah. put-together show. But um, I, I like that the fact that, like, this was the first time where you saw them really kind of go for it. And, and they, yeah. you know, even during, like, the, the opening number, you kind of saw some depth and perspective that you hadn't really seen in episodes yet. And mm-hmm. like a more of a three D aspect, so um, yeah, I gave it a six though, because uh, it's just yeah, it's South Park, but that's that's yeah. what they do. So it definitely, it definitely looks more dated, even compared to the show now, right? Uh, where they they've changed the way that that it's animated. Definitely, definitely. All right, folks. So we know that when it comes to the musical numbers that are in movie musicals, when it's based on an existing stage show, not every single number makes the final cut because obviously these movies can't be four hours long. Um, this is a strange case because obviously this is not based on a stage musical. So the numbers that we needed, that's not, that's not applicable because you know, every, every number's there, but you know, Kenny, any, any numbers that we could do without in this movie? Uh, I don't know. I I had a hard time cutting out any of them Mm -hmm. because even, even the ones that I'm not a huge fan of that I don't love as much as, as the, as the ones that I really, really love. Uh, they, they, they're still kind of important to the characters and, and, or the story or, mm-hmm. you know, the plot. So I guess maybe okay, I can yeah. do without, um, but not really, you know, anything else. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, I, I, I said maybe the song where Kenny goes to hell, like yeah. maybe, maybe you don't hell need a song good. there. Yeah. Like maybe you just don't need a song there. It's just maybe I, like a sequence. Yeah. Or... I, it, I think that song only works because as Kenny's flying up to heaven and they're like, you're about to hit, you know, you're about to enter heaven and he pushes the button like, no, (laughs) little boy, you're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. But after that, I just, I don't need it. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) All right. Numbers that you're fast forwarding to in this movie. Cause sometimes we skip ahead and we just want to see our favorite numbers. Where are you going? What's your first choice there? The ones I'm skipping ahead to. Yeah, like what's your what do you fast forward oh. to in this movie? Oh, um, so I've got I've got uh, if you have to, I mean that's the thing. It's like all everything is good in this movie, but yeah, yeah. If you have to to fast forward to one, what are you picking? I mean, if I'm on like a limited, if I'm on if I'm on a, a tight schedule and I have to watch this movie, mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely hitting Kyle's mom. Yep. 
Blame Canada. Definitely. Oscar, kind of, Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated, yes. <laughs> Lost to Phil Collins, and then they roasted Phil Collins for like a year <laughs> on that show. Uh, and, and what would Brian Boitano do? Yeah, those are good choices. And you those know what's an choices. underrated one? I can change. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was actually – that was one of my candidates for – you know, another candidate for possibly I can, you know, do without, but oh, um, okay. interesting, interesting. Um, uh, for me, I'm, I'm going probably right there to uh, the, the up there. Mm. Uh, I just love silly ballads that are just hilarious. And that was one of them. I mean, blame Canada is a classic. I right. mean, that's another one. And, and again, when we talk about following tropes, it is such a musical theater song. I can't, I can't, I just lose my head when I see that. So, um, yeah, those are those would be my two picks um, on that end, um, folks. This movie was made almost twenty years ago, so there are things that might have aged well and and things that might not have aged well. And we say, you know, to to title this, we call it "What's Timeless and What's Dated." So, Kenny, let me ask you: When it comes mm. to South Park, what is timeless about this movie? Uh, what's timeless about this movie? Are the four main characters, yes, Dan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny, mm-hmm. and the fact. I mean, twenty-two seasons. I think, kind of backs up my my logic and reasoning here. Mm-hmm. That you know, this show is still on TV. You know, they, they, and people still watch it. People still look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And it's because of those characters. I agree, hundred percent. I think, yeah, South Park is just one of those institutions now that is just. I mean, it's it's water cooler, like qualifying, you know, TV. Um, it can be, can be, um, yeah. I, and it's just they're they're a part of pop pop culture that I think is now spanned over generations. And yeah, no, I think that's I definitely think that's the, the most timeless thing. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I think is is pretty timeless is uh, Parker and Stone. Um, how would I say this? Not parody. Mm-hmm. aspect of it but the uh kind of anti-establishment um fighting the man kind of mm-hmm. aspect to to their stuff i i think yes like i think there's a very almost anti-disney type of thing about this not, not just disney but also like hollywood yeah uh, yeah yeah that they, i think that's always just, gonna be timeless yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fight to do their own thing and mm. they're they're not going to care what <laughs> you know the motion picture association of america cares right. about what they have to say and, how and I, say I would also say movie like uh, animated movie musicals they're always going to be around yeah um i mean we're getting one next year with frozen too so they're not going anywhere anytime soon uh either on the flip side kenny what's dated about this movie uh i actually think there's a few things that are a little bit dated yeah. Um, some of the gay jokes. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a couple f bombs in this movie too that are like, yeah. you can't say that. Yeah, anymore. and and to their credit, like I think they've kind of moved away from those things on the yeah. show now. I mean, when they when three, they do, I know I know they've dropped the f bomb a couple times, but they've made it like a thing. Right. Like it's like a, whenever they say it, it's like a, it's a thing. So yeah, yeah, it's not they're not casually saying some of these words anymore. No. Uh, so um, that that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, one thing I noticed: Kenny dying. They, yeah, that, they kinda, yeah, they kind of got rid of that. Kind of got rid of that. Not even kind of. They they legitimately got rid of it. They're just like, yeah, we're it's it's done. I also think like yeah. mean Kyle's mom. Yeah, like really overly controlling Kyle's mom. We don't really get anymore either. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of mellowed out in her. Uh, in her elderly, I don't know. <laughs> the characters don't age on this show, right? Right. They've gone from third grade to fourth grade, I think, in twenty-two seasons. So, uh, definitely, like anything that has to do with Saddam Hussein, really, you know, that's dated. I mean, yeah. I think we're living in a time where the the youth of America obviously has no clue who Saddam Hussein was or his his terrible, you know, why he qualifies to be in hell, yeah. <laughs> and arguably worse than Satan. And worse than Satan, um, yeah, that one, that one, and yeah, I think, yeah, I, but I, I really, other than that, not a lot of this. It's not like it's not like you know Austin Powers, where the whole movie just takes place in like that two years mm. when the movie came out, and you, you watch it, it's almost unwatchable with all the pop culture references of the late nineties. Right. 
it's you know this this does ha- still carry it still plays so it's not it's not like making fun of the bald ones has gone out of style no because they're you know? <laughs> they're still absolutely awful um amazing and, and there's also i mean the the country declares war on one of our our neighbors yes you know yeah kind of has a little bit of resonance in uh 2018 19 yeah we're there you know? folks only there. it's to their, our neighbors to the north as opposed to to the south well even even more so i mean you've got people in canada saying that we're better than the united states right now because we you know mm. we're a civilized country and it's like wait a second yeah but it's not so, even a real country anyways i know it's not even a country anyway <laughs> um also i mean you know i think it's it bears mentioning i mean when this movie was nominated for an academy award they did perform it live there with robin williams doing the, the, the voice which i thought was perfect by the way <laughs> And I saw, I, I just watched that clip recently. and just made me sad because I was like, oh, oh Robert Williams. Um, trust in peace. Trust in peace. But yeah, so yeah, not a lot, not a lot dated in this movie. Okay. So we like to give out some awards on this podcast because, mm. you know, that's what we do. So uh, we have three awards. We have the Barbara Award, which is, goes to who we feel is the best singer in this movie. And ironically enough, Barbara Streisand is just like roasted in this show. Um, uh, yeah, she was a regular uh, target for like, jokes during yeah, the, the early seasons of the show. So I think it's fitting that it's really fitting that we have a Barbara Award for this movie, mm. uh, and that goes to the best singer, the worst singer of the or least great singer. Oh, is is titled the Russell Crowe Award, which is also fitting because Russell Crowe was very fam- famously lampooned in in South Park as well. <laughs> mm. Which, if you haven't seen that episode, you're definitely missing out. Um, he plays a tugboat captain. And it's freaking hilarious. Um, and then finally, we have what's called the Bumlet Award. And, and Kenny, I do not expect you to know who Bumlet is. No. Um, I could probably tell you where Bumlet is from, and you still probably wouldn't know. But uh, he Throw is it a character. Let's, let's see a, if I can guess. He is a character from the movie Newsies, the Disney oh, yeah, movie. No, I Newsies. would not have gotten yeah, that. Yeah, so you would not have gotten that. But it does no. go to, it was named after this actor named Dominic Lucero, who played the character of Bumlet in, in Newsies. And he's basically a glorified ensemble member dancer background person but is like like by far the best dancer in that movie so he just uh-huh. pulls your focus throughout the entire film i and thought so christian I... bale was the only person in that movie <laughs> no there's like 40 young men based, in that movie based on what my friends based well, i love that movie <laughs> maybe your friends feel that like he's the only person that matters in that movie but uh by the way folks uh quick plug we are doing newsies next week on this podcast so this is actually a pretty good tie-in so um anyway uh so i wanted to name an award after dominic Lucero's uh, performance in newsies as you know something that goes to the best ensemble supporting background person in this movie that just pulls your focus um, anytime that they're on screen so let's start with the barber award um again kind of weird because you know it's an animated film and three people are basically doing the, the characters all the characters but who which character i should say Oh. Was the best singer. So which, yeah. So which character would get your Barbara Award? Oh, I don't know. I went with the uh, best singer in the movie. Well, well <laughs> go ahead. Give me that. Anyway. I didn't understand the question. Uh, I guess I said uh, Trey Parker. Oh, okay. So <laughs> let me put you on the spot then. Of all of those songs and and that that Trey Parker performed in, I mean, which oh, which man. do you feel is the best voice, the best performance? Tough, mm-hmm. I know, right? Maybe, maybe what would Ryan Boitano do? <laughs> oh, so yeah, so that's a good one. Know. So like the boys that are in, in that one. That's yeah. not a bad choice. I mean, that's not that's not a terrible choice. It's not a great choice, but you know. it's not a great choice. Uh, it, uh, you know, quick, uh, quick thinking. Quick and quick out. Yeah. So like for me, um, I'm actually gonna give the award to the to the voice of. Gregory, who sings the La 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 Resistance, resistance. Mm. because that is like when you hear him. I mean, he was played by a guy. I was gonna say, the guy who like, yeah, yeah, the person who played him is an actual like Broadway um, star. Yeah, Uh, wasn't wasn't he like Phantom in the Opera at one point? Yeah, so Howard McGillan played him. Um, He was he's a two time Tony Tony Award nominee for. Uh, a couple of shows like Anything Goes, Mr. Andrew. So he knows what he he knew what he was doing, right? Um, and that that's why I think like that that voice of Gregory in that song is so good because um, you do have like a, a classically trained Broadway singer 
singing that role. So he's going to get my Bravo Award, Gregory, mm. the character of Gregory. All right, so now okay. that you know what, kind of what we're doing here in terms of giving it to the characters, who would you say gets your Russell Crowe Award? Oh, can I give both my answers? Please. Okay, so my original answer was going to be James Hetfield because I'm not just not a fan of Metallica. Me neither. <laughs> but uh, instead, I will say, I guess... I guess even though I like the song, I'm not a huge fan of Saddam Hussein's voice. Me neither. He was mine. So he was, he I can change. I yeah. can change. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm like, I agree a hundred percent. Um, that was mine. <laughs> that was definitely mine too. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, just, it's, it's just, it's very in that high pitched squeaky voice singing right. song. It's just like, I could have done without that, but what are you going to do? Um, yeah. I, I, just quick time out from the awards. I'm I'm just realizing that they made a musical and Isaac Hayes barely sings in the movie. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it? And anyway. I don't know if this was like this definitely was not when he was on his way out either. Oh no, no, no. It was long yeah. before that. So hmm, that's interesting. That's very that's a good point. Um Bumlet Award. Who's gonna get your Bumlet Award for this? Bumble Awards. So who's the background gonna, character? The, the the background character that that just keeps grabbing my attention. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Mr. Garrison. Yeah, I I, I always love Mr. Garrison as a uh, supporting player. Yeah, in, uh, in South Park and and maybe not maybe not singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't get a musical number in this movie, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he gets some great comedic lines. <laughs> some gonna... of which we. We mostly can't mention. Yeah, <laughs> trying to keep it PG. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. There's a. There's a. It's. A, it's a multi tie for me. Okay. Because they're all in the same song, but all of the background characters of the different countries of Kyle's mom's a big fat. Mm. You know, yes. when they go to like, this is how they sing it in China, and this is how they do it in Denmark and Africa. The African one kills me because it's like. Yep. It's so, oh man, um, like that. I I remember seeing that number, and you know my friends were laughing. I was in tears, like when that, especially during that part when like when that when the the background of the different countries and um, when I watched it the other day, I again I had the same reaction. I was just laughing so hard because mm. it, it's just great. So that they get my bumble award, the background singers of Kyle's yeah. mom's B. Um, <laughs> Trying to keep the language, you know, PG here, right? Because for the kids, um, but yeah, Kyle's mom's a B. The background singers, phenomenal, phenomenal. All right. All right, last question for you, sir. Does this movie get a remake? Hell no. Heck no. Hell, hell no. no. Absolutely. Sorry. Heck no. Heck no. Heck no. No. Hell no. I think we can say hell no. That's fine. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. no. But here's an interesting thing. So this movie was a success. I mean, it, it grossed over eighty eighty million dollars. It was made on, I think, a twenty five million dollar budget. Um, one of the obviously the biggest hits for for Comedy Central films is definitely regarded as one of the most underrated animated movie musicals of all time. I, I mean, I recently I made a list on the blog uh, I think a, a year ago, and I I kind of ranked the top movie animated movie musicals of all time, and I put this at like number three. So, so good. Uh, it's so good. My question to you, sir, is why has there never been a sequel? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think. Part of the thing is they put so much into the show, especially in like the last um, however many years where they've they've tried to almost serialize each season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you, I don't know if if this was what you were referencing earlier, but there was a uh, almost like a documentary that that Comedy Central did where they showed what goes into making an episode of the show, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. And it's just it really takes a toll on those guys. Yeah, that's and good point. I think I think making a movie, even with the the way that they've they've computerized the way that they animate the series now, I think making a movie would would just require so much time, and and I, I just don't think that uh, it's something that they're necessarily interested in doing right now. Yeah, you know, I've like, also yeah, yeah, I've also I've also thought that the philosophy. With Parker and Stone, is like almost like it, once they kind of master something, they're kind of right. done with it. They, yeah, it would it would almost be like going over, yeah, redoing it. You know, you know, it's tracing like tracing steps. It's they they're on to the next thing. 
on to the next thing and they've they've mastered and that's why i also think we probably won't get another broadway musical ever from them either uh because no, you know book of mormon's one of the most successful musicals of all time it's still running on broadway i mean it's been almost i think it's almost been 10 years um i have to go back and look exactly when the, i mean the, the, it's the, the they have they, they have nothing left to prove yeah <laughs> they've made they've made a great live action movie in basketball Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> god! They made a great animated musical with South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. They made a great uh, puppet action movie <laughs> with Team America. Yeah, and they made a great uh, Broadway musical. A musical. What? What? What is? What and is not it, to mention the, the video game. The the, the, the video the games video are game. outstanding. The fractured but whole. But, <laughs> but actually, you know what? It's funny the way that that game plays. Though you could say that was the sequel. Like it's basically hey. one long episode of South Park. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's your there's your sequel, folks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's they're they're. I, I once made a list of people that I'm like I want to hang out with these these people for a week, and yeah. they were they were on that list. It's oh, like yeah. I just want to just see how these guys interact with people, and and their see their process because I think it's just absolutely phenomenal and, and extremely rare for this business and when it, especially when it comes to long sustaining. Uh, that as well. So, um, Kenny, any final thoughts you want to give about uh, this film? No, if people no, haven't think... seen it, they should they should see it. Because I would say, if you haven't hilarious. seen it and you're listening to this podcast, sorry, we just basically spoiled the entire movie for you. Yeah, we didn't uh, really get into like the plot or anything. Um, that's true. That's true. You know, um, so there's still meat on the bone for, for people. You know, I think as as crude as this movie is, I, I definitely if if there's any like you know college educators of musical theater listening to this this podcast this is definitely one of the animated movie musicals i would encourage you to show to your students again just because they master so many of those tropes and it's it's almost a perfect outline of a movie musical um definitely kind of follows the same tropes of a lot of the classic movie musicals and things like that so it's it's really funny how good this movie is when we talk about the technical aspects of, of putting together composition and things like that so right and it's and it's great satire really is really which is, is what, and which is what they're so good at nobody does it better nobody does, nobody it, better. does it better all right so that's gonna wrap it up kenny where can people find you on social media oh can they can Twitter? find me on twitter uh ken jones 81 mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, that's pretty much it just, you're just, basically just, just on twitter, twitter. yeah yeah I mean, Nothing and else also, that other people would would probably be interested in. There you go, and and you're doing a great job on on screen. I mean, you you got some great reviews and other stuff up there as well. I'm trying, trying. I mean, it's you know, you do have a life. You know, that's that's important. Yeah, it's not like I'm paying you. It's not like I'm paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's not no, like you can quit your job and not. do this full time. Um, not yet. Obviously, folks, you can you can find more. This is this. Uh, podcast is of course a part of the onstage blog network where you can find all of our podcasts that we're doing the plan is definitely to have dozens of these on our Including website include what well, do you want to do you want to plug the it? ripple Go ahead. effect yeah which we just had our second episode yes which when is that coming out i haven't even asked I you know. about i that. sent it i sent it to you it's all done it's in the can what uh yeah oh my gosh i gotta go back and look <laughs> i think I, I sent it to you thursday Oh, okay. Well, that's so you might so I, had, been... I had Broadway Con this weekend. Exactly. So, you know, I was too busy being a celebrity. <laughs> so busy being a celebrity this weekend. Um, all right. Well, actually, then in that case, folks, um, you will definitely catch the episode two of The Ripple Effect probably in the next day or so. So that's awesome. going to be coming up soon. Do you want to tell the folks what we did? We tackled another movie from 1999 that came out about a month after South Park, The Blair Witch Project. Wow. Same summer. Same summer. Crazy. Weeks apart. What else came out that summer? Wild Wild West. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about that ripple effect. <laughs> um, Let's not. That was a, it, it was an interesting summer. Interesting summer. But yeah, so definitely catch the ripple effect. I mean, that's it's a really good podcast where you know, we talk about how influencing these movies were and uh, or influential, I should say. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's a really good, good time recording that one. And it's just me and me and Kenny and that one too as well. Um, yep, someday we might get nobody else. Just nobody else that matters, us. you know, because nope. it's just nobody that can make time for. It. I guess you know. Of course, Greg, you know, just too busy. But <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Who? What? Who? Sorry, his his handling fee is just too high for this uh, for these podcasts. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
And of course, you can catch Movie Musical Shakedown, brand new episodes every single week, folks. That's right. We're doing a new episode every wow, single you guys week. Like the trains. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like the people just demand new content nowadays. They give so, the people what they want, as Jalen you know, Rose would say. Exactly. And you know, you know, with movie musicals, there these there are hundreds and hundreds of these. Uh there's only fifty-two weeks in the year. So I am gonna be able to do plenty of these. I'm never gonna run out. I'm not I'm go. not worried about it. Um, all right, folks. Well, definitely check us out more on stuff on onstageblog.com, onstageblog at all of our Twitter handles, Instagram, the whole nine yards, definitely on our Facebook page as well. But we will see you next week right here on the movie musical shakedown. See Get you later, done! folks. All right, you sir. About to shake. And in the end, should someone die? <laughs> My arm is complete again. I bet you want to know why I shot the guy.